0: Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. We're going to bring her up again. Her, her name is Miranda Baker, our speaker today, and we're, we're in the Inward Series. And um, it's just been a blessing this month. Amen. All of our our saints just coming in and just blessing God and bringing the word and so this is our last one and and miranda's she's actually been worshiping here with us for a couple of months, two or three months, but actually she's been a part of our church for since the beginning because she's watched every service we've had online, and so she's been in service with us since the beginning of our ministry and and um She's a mighty woman of God. She works heavily in the prophetic and intercession, and um, she's a hard worker, period. Uh, Her family, her husband, we thank God for her her whole family, but um, she's just uh, a woman of God, and we look forward to hearing from her. So I want Passion Church to give a hand to this mighty woman of God, Miranda Baker.
1: Amen. Amen. He is a good God. And we're very thankful for him today. Now, I didn't watch every service, but I will say I have listened to nearly probably 95 percent of the services that are online. I was a part of the church that birthed this church. I was there when it was conceived, when it was released. My heart was with the church, it was for the, my heart was with the work that was going to be produced out of this church. When God was ready, he allowed us to come and be a part for his reasons, for his glory, for his purpose. Today's message is to the house, it's to the body, it's to you, and it's to me, it's to all who will ever do like I did and access it in the archived, um, archived on the website. Now when they asked me if I would do this, I was very humbled, I was very scared, but I knew that I was going to do it, and I knew that it would be for God's glory, and he would have a word, and he does today. Amen? Are you going to expect it? Are you going to receive it? Are you going to apply it? Today I'm going to tell you that your proper response this year is going to be yes and amen. So are you going to receive it? Yes and amen. amen. Praise God. So I struggled. I struggled, struggled. Oh, Lord, what do you want me to say? It's got to be your word. It's got to be on time. It's got to be what you want to say to Passion Ministries. And I struggled. And I heard three words. You might cringe when you hear them. Those three words were strengthen your works. Oh, groan. I've already done. I'm already doing so much, Lord. I can't work anymore relax. That's not what he's talking about. He's not doing, he's not talking about doing more. He didn't say do more works. He said strengthen your works. Okay? So you can relax, you can breathe deep. Okay? So, in order to do that, I thought, "Oh god, okay. What is it all? I'll give me the give me the rest, give me the rest. What are you going to say? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean?" Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Still nothing oh, Lord, time's passing by. A month is gone. I only have another month. What are you going to say? What do you want me to say? Give me the word. Give me the word. Nothing. You know how, how you do? Oh, I heard that, but you kind of put it to the side. What's the rest? Your parents say something to you and, oh, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Well, that really was the message. But I wasn't getting anything. So I finally said, okay, I'll Google it. Guess what I found? Nothing. Nothing. Praise God, because I don't want to come up here and preach someone else's sermon, and I don't want to preach to you somebody's book, which I'm very capable of doing. I'm very capable of facilitating you in somebody's book. I do it all the time as a class. Nothing, no words. Oh, I could find lots on strengthen your faith, strengthen your marriage, nothing. So guess what I had to do? I had to go. In words. Okay? So the first thing that I was um, led to do was to remember all of those archived messages. And I have to tell you that I felt like I was peeking in through the windows of Passion Church and listening into what was being said and what was being done all that year and a half that it took me to go through all those messages. See, I'm at an advantage over those of you who were even here for that very first sermon series back on, back in August of 2007. I got to hear message after message after message after message. Sometimes it might be three and four in a row. Sometimes, while I was busy working in here, no one was here. Pastor Steve wasn't here to preach, but I was hearing Pastor Steve in my ear through my iPod where I had downloaded the messages. And so the Lord began to speak to me. And so what we're going to do in words is we're going to very quickly review the passion, the work of Passion Ministries, Passion Church. I'm not going to preach the sermons over to you. There's no way I could do that. It's archived. Please go. I don't care if you've been here since day one. I don't care if you just walked in the door and you're the first, it's your first time to be here. If you want to know what the work Strengthen your works. If you want to know what the work and the passion and the vision for this church is, I promise you if you'll go to Close Encounters on the website, listen to the whole series, you're going to find three things, three more words. What's the first one? You all know it. Encounter. What's the symbol for that? Hands up. Why? We're going to surrender. And we're going to worship God. What's the next one? Second E? Equip. What are we going to do with that? Why? We've got to receive the tools for the work. We have to be given the tools and learn how to use them. We need to know who we are in Christ. We need somebody to teach us who we are, what our giftings are, what our calling is. So that when we do the work, we're doing the right work. And we're doing it in strength and in power. His power. Amen? Yes and amen. What's the third one? Who are we going to engage? Make sure that in your bulletin, I I didn't get to look at it, but your bulletin should tell you. You got some blanks to fill in. And it also gives you the website. Is that one yours? So that you can go back and access those messages. So that's the work. Encounter, equip, engage. That's what we're supposed to be doing and then that's what we're supposed to then in turn do. I'm telling you, I couldn't stand here tonight or today. I couldn't stand here if I had not already encountered God. Not, not in bring anything of worth to you. Not anything that would change your life eternally through his power. If I had not already encountered him, if I had not already been equipped, if I had not had, not had someone in my life, and I will introduce them to you later in the service, to teach me who I am. And to see, in something, see something in me that I couldn't see in myself, had no idea. I didn't know there were gifts. I had no idea that God had a gift that he'd already placed in me. I did not know that there were motivational things in me that, it, that was my, my bend and how he could use me easily in, in, in his creation of me. I didn't know those things. And I certainly couldn't come in here and engage in any kind of spiritual conversation with you, and especially not anyone out there right? So that's, that's the work. When he says strengthen your works, that's what he's talking about. Everybody on the same page with me? Okay. Another thing that you'll find if you um, go online and access the messages is you will find what it's going to cost you. There's no way you can go back, and that's my advantage. I got it all at once. I know exactly what the heartbeat of Passion Ministries is because it's outlined message after message, series after series. So I don't care how long you've been here. I encourage you, I challenge you to go back and listen because he is saying strengthen your works and that is the work. Okay. Now, when I was um, working with Pastor Steve and talking to him about the overhead, he sent me a text and this is the text that he sent me. This is why you need to go back and access. He says, read it. The three E's are who we are and will always be. It is the thing that drives every decision we make. And I was so thrilled when I read that part where it says, it's who we are. It's not what passion is, it's who. The three E's are who because the church is us. We are the church. So I was thrilled to read that. Okay. So we learned about the uh, passion process through those messages. When you come in the door, you can't miss it. It's all over the walls. I love the new, po- the new banner. Did you all see the new banner out there? First time I saw that, I just, oh, Lord, thank you. You are You are, you are speaking to me about the passion process. It's the work. Strengthen your works. Okay. Now, that's the work he's talking about. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into, we're going to go in words. We're going to go into the word. I'm going to be speaking to you today from several places, and I'm going to start with Galatians chapter 5. Let me read it to you out of the message while you read it online on the screen. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit? And this is from the message. And so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex. A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. If you have emotional garbage, I pray that you lay that down. Lay that work of the flesh down. See, what we're going to be talking about right now is works of the flesh that we don't want to walk in. This is what we want him to strip away from our lives. This is what we do not want to strengthen and live in. Amen? Yes and amen? Okay. Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. Trinket gods. Magic show religion. Paranoid loneliness. Cutthroat competition. All-consuming, yet never satisfied wants. You already mentioned that, Mike, wanting more stuff. A brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved. That's an inability. It's an inability to be loved or to even give love. That's the work of the flesh. Divided homes. Divided lives. Small-minded and lopsided pursuits. The vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a a rival. I'm going to come back to that, and that's where we're going to rest. Uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions. ugly, Ugly parodies of community. A parody is when you represent something in a humorous way, but not in a positive manner. So that's an ugly way of displaying a community. And then he says, I could go on. So that's not an exhaustive list. Now, that was the message, as I said. There are other versions, and they use some of these words. Saying some of the same things, but these are words you may recognize as well. Idolatry, adultery, witchcraft, murders, drunkenness, hatred. Another version says jealousy. Another one says hostility, quarreling, selfish ambition, wild parties. Sometimes you see the word carousing. But there are some um, times you'll see the word party spirit. And if you don't know, you'll think that means carousing or wild parties, but that's not what it means. A party spirit is a faction or a sect. The easiest way that I know to explain it to you is to think about the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. And here's what happens when you get involved in what it says here, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival. If you depersonalize someone, you make them less than human. Okay? So here's what happens I get into some kind of a party, a sect, a faction. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican. Doesn't matter if I'm a Christian and you're Muslim. Doesn't matter if I'm black and you're white. It doesn't matter if I'm straight and you're gay. I am going to go there, but you've got to listen to what the Spirit is saying and don't make something of it that it's not, okay? It doesn't matter. What I do when I become involved in this fleshly work, I draw a box around myself. And everyone that is outside of that box is instantly my enemy, rival. And not only are they my, my rival, but I see them as depersonalized. I see them as being less than human. Oh, come on. You see it in the news every day. I see it on Facebook every day. Christians, they're fighting for their, their um, political beliefs. And I, I know we need to stand up for our political beliefs. But when we get into this little box and we make everybody else the enemy, we're working out of our flesh. Okay, so what happens if the church draws a little box? We call that a religious spirit. And what we do then is we make everybody outside our box our enemy. And if we're going to do that, how will we ever be, as Pastor was preaching last month, a city of refuge? Think about that. We won't be able to do it because they have become our enemy. Now, what I want to talk to you about, as far as, since we're in Galatians chapter 5, you have to understand Galatians chapter 5. And we we sang about it. I think you have brought some of this stuff in. But Galatians chapter 5 talks about what Jesus did in fulfilling the law. See, I have a concern that as, as, as the church, the body of Christ, we're going to wake up and find out that we missed Jesus because if the religious leaders of that day did it, because really, who who actually recognized the Lord for the Lord? We had the Magi who were afar and recognized him, and they came, paid homage. We had um, Simeon, who was in the temple; he recognized him immediately because the Lord had said, "You will see the Messiah before you die." We had Anna, who was in the temple. She came upon Jesus when they brought him for purification, and she recognized him. His mother pondered all these things in in her heart. We know that his siblings didn't necessarily recognize him. We know that his town didn't necessarily recognize him as the Messiah. We know the religious leaders did not recognize him as the Messiah, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, all those. They didn't recognize him, and they were the religious people of the day. Aren't we the religious people of the day? Religious, quote unquote. Aren't we? Aren't we the church now? So my fear or my concern is that we not ever be caught in that circumstance, in that situation where we do not see what he's doing. And this is what he did. And this is what Galatians talks about. Paul is saying to them, you used to be underneath the law. But now you've been set free from the law. You cannot fulfill the law. I have fulfilled the law. Every single dot of it, I have fulfilled it. So if you put yourself in the box and you stay in there and, and you, he said, do you want to live underneath the law? Do you want to be circumcised? These people that are wanting you to follow the law, they're, they're not going to bring you freedom. Jesus brought you freedom. That's what he's telling them in Galatians. That's a, my words, of course. So if we live in the law and we become religious folk, walking around with a with religious spirit, Anybody outside that box is going to be our enemy. And that's what they did to Jesus to the point of taking him to the cross. Now, I understand that it had to happen. We know that their rejection brought the, brought the good news to the Gentiles. But what if now we are the church, but they are the Gentiles? And if we reject them, like if I was a Jew in that day, if I, went, if I went anywhere near a Samaritan Oh, that was, they were a cursed people. They, they were enemies. If I was to come in contact with a tax collector, that was an enemy. But those are the folks that actually began to realize and see who Jesus was for who he was, the Messiah, the Savior, the one who fulfilled the law. So the Lord is saying to us today, if you're in a religious box, you're not going to be a city of refuge. And we fool ourselves into thinking we don't have a religious spirit. I do it, you do it. I know you do because I do it, and because the Lord, this is His message today. So we do it. Y'all are quiet. I don't hear anybody saying yes and amen out there. Not so be it, but y- yes, I agree. We don't want to have a religious spirit. We don't want to be out of the. Bo- we don't want to be in that box. See, this is what happened. This is what the Lord showed me as I prepared for this. He showed me that he began to become the transition from the law. He was the, transgression, trans, he was the transition from the law over to grace, which was freedom. So now we have the ability to not live under the law, but now to live being led by the Spirit. And that's where Galatians chapter 5 is coming in. Okay, you all with me? Yes and amen. Are y'all asleep out there? Okay, so Jesus was the transition, amen. Now we're gonna go to the next. We're gonna we're gonna split Galatians for just a minute, and we're gonna go to Ephesians. Now we're gonna see what Paul said to the Ephesian church, along the same manner. Okay. This is um. In my Bible, it was entitled Made Alive in Christ. And and then another Bible said the building of the church. Well, I've said this is the building of the kingdom. Okay, we're going to build a kingdom. This is what he said to them. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. Now, remember, we've already done the altar call. We've already spoken to the unsaved. He's talking to the church. He's talking to you and me. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, now this is good, it's all good, but, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing, when we felt like doing it, All of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. See, Michael's talking about sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's not too much of a sacrifice if you're going to get out of that life of stagnant sin and get out of the works of the flesh. But here in the middle... Of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 10 you're going to see a transition just like Jesus made the transition from us living underneath the law to us now living being led by the Spirit we're going to transition here he said instead immense in mercy and with an incredible love he embraced us and I'm so thankful that today during worship that's exactly what we did that's what the spirit of worship was doing today we were allowing ourselves to be thankful for what Jesus did for us did you all experience that i hope you did he embraced us he took over, he took our sin our sin dead lives and made us alive in Christ he did all this on his own with no help from us then he picked us up and set us down in company with Jesus our messiah now god has us where he wants us and with and with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace And kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all His idea and all His works. It's all His work. Do you think that Jesus is up there and God is up there in heaven and they're just lounging around and they're just listening to singing all day long, all eternity? Oh, yes, there is worshiping in heaven, but God is at work, He has a work. I pray to God that He's at work in my life and He's at work in your life and He's at work in His body, the church, that He's at work bringing souls to Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray to God that He's working. But we don't think about that, do we? We don't think about the fact that He works. All we do is trust Him enough to let Him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we had done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work. It's in your bulletin. Fill it in. If you desire to. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work. He does the good work. He has gotten ready for us to do work we had better be doing strengthen your works Okay now in that light it doesn't seem such like a bad thing to hear me say right Okay Now work is not works of righteousness we're not earning his love we're not earning his salvation we're not earning his grace we're not earning his mercy so see, that is a religious spirit when we're running around trying to do works, like so many of the religions out there do, and you can think of them and I can think of them they're earning their works. I mean, they're, they're working so they can earn their salvation. Right? That's not what he's saying. He already loves us. He loves it. He, That's how much he loved us, that he sent his son for us while we were yet sinners. So you don't have to earn his love. Now, we're going to go back into Galatians chapter 5. Now, I'm going to say this to you. Always go back and read the word. Don't just let somebody pull scriptures out of context. That's why I tried to give you a little bit of what Galatians chapter 5 was actually about, what I was pulling it out of. Because... You know, I could go into the word and prove just about anything I wanted to you if I pulled it out of context. And people do it all the time. And if you don't have the spirit to discern, you're going to get led astray. So Galatians chapter 5. This is walking in the spirit. I'm going to read it to you out of the message, but then I'm going to also give it to you out of the more translation, word-for-word translation, instead of, An idea-to-idea translation, because that's what most of us are used to. But listen to it this way first, out of the message. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Fruit of the Spirit, you got it, you're catching on. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. That negates that party spirit, that rivalry. When we can begin to look at people, even in their sin, and recognize that there is a holiness about them that God wants to bring forth that they don't know about. We see them as a person, as a human. We see them as a child of God. Maybe they don't know they're, they can be a child, but he knows that he created them, and we know that he created them. And because of that, they do have value. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Now, most of you know this. We're going to do it this way. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which I say patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against this, against such, there is no law. If I'm walking in the Spirit, there is no law against that. And that's where my power comes from, my power to What am I going to do? I'm going to engage. And you're going to engage. Yes and amen? Okay. Now I'm going to talk to you about yes and amen. So that we can encounter, equip, and then engage. My spiritual parents, my mentors, are in the congregation today. And I just want to greet you and tell you that I love you. I thank you for helping me to encounter God, to be equipped so that I could stand here today in the fullness of the giftings that God has put in me. So I thank you for that. This is Reverend John and Reverend Felice Hauser, Sun Grace Music Ministries. They are full-time here in the Heartland Conference revivalists and evangelists. I have the great honor and privilege of traveling with Felice. In the winter, we do women's retreats. We go all over the state. My retreat at my house is usually the first one uh, for the year. And as she was preparing for my retreat, the night before, she heard the Lord speak to her. And I'm going to read to you verbatim what she sent me that he said. We went all across the state releasing this word. And I'm releasing it to you today because you need it and I need it. I need it as much today as I needed it (laughs) back in January when it was released in my home at my retreat. Okay. this is what he said to her. If you hear nothing else today, hear this. The words I want to hear from my people's lips this year is yes and amen. No, but Lord. No arguing with me when I speak to them, when I reveal myself to them or my word. I just want them to say yes, Lord, and amen, Lord. And just move into obeying me in that and trusting me. Their yes and amen will be the highest, highest form of honor, reverence, respect, love, and worship they can give to me this year. Yes and amen, Lord. So be it. Just do it and trust me. That is the word of the Lord. And I do impart that to you today. And I pray that you will be willing to hear it and receive it and put it into practice. Because what do we do? We hear the Lord, just like when I heard him say, strengthen your works. Yeah, okay, Lord, I hear you. Now what's the rest? Or sometimes, you know, God will will give us instructions on how to go and encounter someone. Or not encounter someone, but, well, how to encounter him. Or he'll give us instructions on how we're supposed to be equipped. Or he'll, he'll give us instructions on... When to go engage, or wh- how to speak to someone, or what? And we, what do we do? He might even give us a prophetic word, and what do we do? We argue with him. You talked about giving, but Lord, the Lord says no more. This year, you have got to say your heart has to be yes and amen, yes and amen. That is the only correct response this year. If we're going to be a city of refuge, we've got to get out of the box. We've got to say, Yes and Amen, Lord, I'm coming out of that religious box. I'm going to to begin to allow you to love people through me. I don't care if they are Democrats. I don't care if they are Republican. I don't care if they're gray, yellow, pink, blue. I don't care if they're agnostic. Now, listen, I can preach this sermon. Because I had an agnostic get underneath my skin recently. And I had to have my son back me into a corner and say, Mom, you can't react like that and respond to him like that because you're going to... What he said was, you're going to look like a hypocrite. Ah, the mouth of a 15-year-old. Because I was in that religious box, me all... Well, I'm a Christian and you're an agnostic... Don't you tell me what to do or how to do it. Or don't you tell me about my God. Don't you tell me he's, he can't answer my prayers. But I had to back down. And then I had to come in a different way and say, yes and amen, Lord. I will come in a back way. And I'll give you glory to him anyway in a way that he can respond to. Because now he's not on the defensive. See, if I have you as an enemy, Tari, you're going to be on the defensive. And that's what the world out there is doing. They're defensive against us because we've isolated them sometimes. The body of Christ has a habit of isolating people. Now I know that's not going to happen in this house. Because we're learning. We're encountering. We're being equipped. And we're engaging. Because we're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and not out of the works of our flesh. Amen? Okay. So, as I share that prophetic word, yes and amen. There's one other thing I need to tell you before we close. Very important. This came from a a prophetic person. Did not come to me, but I'm going to impart it. It's going to be imparted through me to you today. This is what the Lord said. Those I cannot correct, I will not direct. So if you cannot come into a position of being able to say yes and amen, amen, He cannot correct you. And if he cannot correct you, he says he will no longer direct you. And I don't know about you, but that breaks my heart. Because if I cannot receive the direction of my Lord, I might as well sit down right now. Call the coroner because I don't need to. I don't. Why even live if I can't be directed by him? I've lived that life. I know what it's like to live a life that's not being directed by the Lord. And I don't want to go back there. I have no place there now. Now, this video that we're going to play in closing, what I want you to do is I just want you to listen to the words. The words will be on the screen with the music. This song is called Yes and Amen. I found this last week. Didn't even know it existed. I said, oh. I know what you want me to close with now. did not I didn't even know this song existed. And neither did Felice. I want you to listen to the words, look at them on the screen, and just begin to allow the Lord to direct you in your heart. If See, I couldn't come and preach to you what your works of the flesh were. You know what they are. And if you don't, he will show you, and he will correct you, and he will guide you, and he will equip you to walk out of that and to be filled more with the Spirit in that area. Yes and amen. We're going to expect that. We're going to believe God for that. But during this song, just let him do that. It's about four minutes long. That's it. Allow him to be at work in your heart, in your mind, in your will, in your emotions. And then we're going to close.
2: Hear your people saying yes, hear your people saying yes to you. People say Amen to you. Let your kingdom come on earth. Let it be just like we pray to you. Yes and Amen. Everything that's in your heart. Yes and Amen. we we'll that we
1: Worship the Lord with their faces to the ground. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 6 and 7. That is our response to the Lord today. Now we know the word tells us the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen, and we trust Him in that. But He says to us today, Can I trust you with your yes and your amen? I'm not going to have an altar call. I, I want you to go and m- Muddle over this and ponder over this and think about what was said and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart and allow Him to give you the strength to do whatever it is that you need to do to strengthen your works. Encounter. Equip. Engage. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you sent your Son in our stead, that we might be free from the works of living underneath the law. And we have the great privilege of being led by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we might be the hands, the feet, and the mouthpiece, and that we might represent Jesus well in the earth. That what we have and what we what we have is go- glory carriers. As we carry your glory, even in our just our everyday life, going to the grocery store, working, coming to church, going to outreaches. That your power is in us and with us. And your love is demonstrated throughout the earth. I thank you for this house, this body of worship. And I thank you, Father that you are leading and you are guiding by your spirit. Father, I say to you, yes, and amen. So be it unto us according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.